0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This week on you defend Defender Childhood... Myopia Defender Childhood is so named because I believe we are short-sighted on the things we watched as kids. So every week we watch a movie that one of the panelists grew up watching and see if they hold up from comedy to cartoons or to action. And for this season, the last Thursday of each month, we're doing a TV show in our Myopia Mornings segments. We watch Saturday morning cartoons and afternoon classics. So find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. How will you stand when we put your past on trial? Myopia Childhood is a member of the ESO network and produced by Dude Letter Podcasting. Hello, and welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. I am your host, the Monster. Back. I'll be tired <laughs> to try to do another podcast with this week. So, I did promise last week I will be talking about the Super Bowl TV commercials. So, that will be the main topic. For some reason, and it's not that I didn't try, I could not find two other big topics to talk about in addition to the sci-fi news uh, that I normally do. And it's been a very rough week since me being a librarian i had moved my uh young adult section and graphic novels and mangas from one section that i was in at the library to another section because of an ongoing um uh, ac uh, project so basically i had to move my stuff into kids and set up shop there so it, it's been a very uh Not a lengthy process, but physically challenging for this past week. And since I was off yesterday, I did a bonus 200th episode for the Monster Sci-Fi Show, in which um, it will be coming out very soon. I'm not sure about the date yet, but I'm thinking around the 22nd of this month. You'll get to see that. And then, of course, I have to record the 200th episode, which it was going to be originally this coming Friday, or next Friday, but it's been, my day off has been changed to this Tuesday. So it's a lot quicker than I expected. So between all of that and, you can hear it's quite windy. (laughs) So between all of that, me doing the video yesterday, and I did a trailer promo for that 200th episode, So you can see that on my Facebook page. You can see briefly on Instagram. You can also see the full version on that on YouTube. So you'll get to see more of me than you probably would want to have seen in the first place because I normally just do audio. I don't do video. And if I do, that's the one I do at work with the teens. So again, this is not going to be a very long podcast but I do have a lot of quick tidbit news that I want to talk about. Okay, so the first quick piece of news is that Black Widow looks like it's going to be filming sometime this month, if not next month, starting in the UK. So we're going to get finally a Black Widow movie. So we are going to get the Red Sparrow movie that we've been wanting, which is the reverse of the Black Widow, movie that should have been The Red Sparrow, but in any case, I'm glad that that's finally happened. Scarlett Johansson is definitely worthy of her own movie as Black Widow. We also have news about Legion, which I have not finished season one, but the good news-ish is that it's going to be ending at the end of season three, which was the game plan all along. So that will be coming to a close. So at least when I get to finish that, I can at least have a definite ending. Because from what I read, from what I read, was that basically that this was always a game plan to have a beginning, a middle, and, and, and of course the end part. So I'm glad that that's a, a, a smart move because. There have been plenty of TV series in which it goes on way too long and and loses its focus that initially drew people in the first place. Kind of like this next news item, which is that Simpsons have been renewed for a 31st and 32nd season. Seriously, guys. When was the last time you saw a Simpsons episode? I used to love it back when it was in the 80s. But seriously, it it lost a lot of punch in the past couple of decades, and I can't believe it's been so long ago that we're still talking about this, and the fact that it's still going on, and I think that's the problem. There was nothing for me that I used to love as a fan that I can kind of get back into, and yes, it, it should continue if the ratings are there, and obviously Fox thinks that it's worth its time and money to have the show still on the air, but this is not the show that I used to love, so um, unfortunately that's a sad state of affairs right now, and what else do we have? We also have the fact that Tom Hiddleston is finally going to be doing a Loki TV series for Disney Plus, which is their streaming service, so that has been definitely confirmed. The next piece supposedly is going to be the Scarlet Witch, but how are they going to do a Loki series? Obviously, if you believe the Star uh, Avengers Infinity War, that he had died. So you could do a tongue-in-cheek version of Loki looking back at his life leading up to that point. So it could be basically kind of like the Wonder Years, in which, you know, he kind of's like, so you must be asking yourself, why why am I in the chokehold by Thanos? You want to know how I got here? And then he starts off, day one, you know, talking about his whole life, and having a younger version of Loki and Thor, and having them grow up over the years. So, it'll be like Loki's Wonder Years. So, it could work. I'm just curious to see which direction they'll go in, but sure, I'll I'll go with it. Now, the other piece of news is that World War Z two is on hold which if you saw the first one i enjoyed the first one tremendously i think it was fantastic and having um a hard time trying to adapt world war z because of the way the storytelling was done well this was the events of that account because everything was told in first person about what was going on but we saw that whole fallout of what had happened and led up to that point. So the survivors of of the book talked about those events. So the movie showcased those events. But the problem lies that they had to do massive reshoots, including a whole new ending. So luckily it was able to make a turnaround. So it didn't want to create the exact same problem. But They are in pre-production, and it's now on a halt because they have no budget. And I'm like, how can you have no idea of how much your electric boogaloo is going to go into your second movie? You should know that X amount of dollars has to be for my electric boogaloo. Why would you go into production, or even pre-production, without that? I mean, it makes no sense. But you know, those are zombies. And coming up in March, finally it's gonna be Batman's turn to be one thousandth in his comics. So Superman did it a uh, year or two back. Now it's Batman's turn. And I think supposedly Bane is coming back once more, so not that I, I don't mind having Bane, but I'm like I would have thought maybe for a thousand episode, you know, of this comic book do something a little bit more engaging. I don't know. It's just me. Alright. I think that's pretty much it. Oh! Shazam! I forgot to mention this. So the on again, off again. Are we going to get a Superman cameo? And it looks like, yes, we are going to get one. But not really Henry Cavill. So I'm kind of hoping that's just to throw us off the course and kind of like, you know, set the expectation really low that no, we're not getting him, or you'll see like a picture of him in the background. From what I'm reading, and I don't want to give away what that is, I'm like, uh, I'm hoping we do get Henry at the end. I'm really hoping. So, it's not like I'm not going to watch this movie, there's no Henry, but You know he is part of DC now so let's bring him into the fold at the very least I mean Ben Affleck did it in Suicide Squad you know that was great to see him in that little cameo so let's bring Superman into the fold he deserves at least that I mean you brought him out back from the dead you know let him have fun all right so I'm just gonna go straight literally straight into the Super Bowl stuff because I really want to do very little editing today and again I am just really super tired so I got to wake up sadly at 6 30 because I took a nap about five and I like I was hoping to get up at my six to start watching the Super Bowl which for all tense purposes was the worst and now, this being a week from when this aired it's already been done it's yeah okay pages you won again for the sixth time huzzah good for you but overall the tone of the commercials like every year there seems to be like when the internet started in the early 2000s there's a lot of dot-com businesses that just were like nothing but you know Pets.com or whatever you have it. It was all about the new e-commerce um, surge, and then of course over the years things have changed. You have the fallout of those businesses, or you have um, more reflective tones and to talk about you know what's going on in the country. Not that that had happened in this season, but it was just more about more celebrities than I thought would be necessary. I mean, the whole idea of having the Super Bowl, or at least having the commercials in the Super Bowl, in which why are the ads so damn expensive, is that you're going to get a whole bunch of eyes for your product while watching the Super Bowl. So you kind of have to bring out your big guns. But I didn't think bringing out the big guns meant, like, bring out a whole lot of, like, Harrison Ford was in an Amazon commercial, Uh, Steve Carell doing for Pepsi, or Big Lebowski and Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Jeff Bridges, sorry, I'm throwing alt in in there, um, doing a beer commercial for characters that they did. And it just seems really... I kind of liked it, but it was just not something that I would have thought that that's what I would have want it like I, I want to be entertained I look forward to the commercials more so than a Super Bowl because as the Super Bowl proved it was god-awful so let's just start off with stuff I did not like uh, the TurboTax Robo child was super creepy because, if you know the story, or the, the quick synopsis, was that this guy builds an artificial life form as a child, who's a robot, and he's mechanical, but he has kind of like a, a doll's face to emulate, not real emotions, but be able to look like he's talking. He wants to grow up to be an October tax accountant, a live accountant, so he can do that. But the people that the guy... Uh, was friends with saying no you can't be that because dealing with emotions is too complex and to prove that point point, it's like he says i am sad and then he starts laughing which is like a weird creepy laugh and i'm like uh it, it's it's hard enough that you have to do taxes it's, it's another thing to watch that commercial and then be reminded that you still have to do taxes Uh, so, the other commercial that I thought was, uh, okay, the M&M's with, uh, I was gonna say Christina Aguilar, it's not Christina Aguilar, it's Christina Applegate, (laughs) in which she's the mom to, I guess, the M&M's, and like with many parents who get frustrated at their children, especially when they're driving. You know she threatened them by eating them alive and then turn around and you see them all stuck into a bar it, it was again initially kind of cute but in like, i like I thought it was kind of wasted normally Eminem come up with a little bit more funnier ideas uh, I didn't think that was was a winner altogether Uh, The Turkish Airlines, this one was really confounding me because this was, quote-unquote, a movie or a a thing that Ridley Scott directed. And it it looks like an espionage movie set in Europe, and then you had to watch the rest of that thing he did online. And I'm like, I never felt like I needed to watch it because it was just all over the place. It never felt like a thing like when you had the 1984 campaign of the Mac computer that Ridley Scott did, in, in which it was a take on 1984, and there was this oh, female athlete launching uh, like a hammer against the screen that was controlling all these people, hence the Big Brothers thing, and blowing away... Uh, the idea that now we have the supercomputer, which is the Mac computer. Fantastic. That's the kind of stuff that I expect. That Turkish airline promo was complete garbage. Never thought I would say that about Ridley's work. Even the stuff that I didn't like as much, I never thought it would be that poorly done. Again, poorly executed. Oh, the the last one, I think this is probably going to be the winner for me, that what were they thinking, or at least maybe that was not the time to do this, was the product called Devour. So, it's referred to as food porn, in which this guy is heating up macaroni and cheese by Devour, and it seemed like it was a marital issue substituted for food and uh, it was not the thing that I would have wanted to see at that time considering I'm watching this with my family and I'm like that's no that's any other time I would think it's clever but that's not the time to be that clever with food porn or put it in that context during primetime family viewing. All right. So those are the ones I hated the most. There were a couple of exceptions, but before I do that, let me talk about a couple of trailers that I was surprised by. And I was thinking in my head, I'm gonna mess this up and call it Calvin and Hobbes, but it's Hobbes and Shaw, which are the guys from Fast and Furious. So they're having their own spinoff movie. So you can leave and Diesel out of the whole picture and just still do another side mission of Fast and the Furious without the, the main player. So the idea between these two is that they have animosity and they've never liked each other, but they have to work together in order to save the world. Now, the whole premise with Idris Elba being super powered now, I think it's kind of a little ludicrous and ridiculous, but putting that aside... This seemed like a normal Dwayne The Rock Johnson over the top action sequences. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. But the very end, and this is where it, it differs from the TV, is that the TV version, um, the villain escapes with the girl on his back out a window of a building. And then Hobbs, I'm assuming that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is about to jump out the window, but he uses a rope to go down and Shaw takes an outside elevator. So, as Hobbs is beating up the guys as he's falling, he grabs one and he's swinging onto the rope and swings up to the elevator, bashing the bad guy's head into the elevator. And as in slow mo, swinging the back out, he says the word "fu." you. Which I laughed out loud hysterically. Because up to that point, I'm like, Yeah And then that one moment, fantastic. Whereas in the TV spot, completely cut that part out. And that was the punchline that they left out. They could have just been like with the F, you know, and just have that being the mouth part, and then cut that part out. But it was just smashed to the window of the elevator, and that was it. So... That made for that trailer on TV to be very boring. Luckily, I saw this beforehand. And again, I think I saw this on the Saturday before and loved it. So I thought I would like it again. No, they cut that whole part out. So that's unfortunately. But if you watch the trailer on YouTube, do yourself a favor or just watch it because it is quite funny. The other thing is that I missed the... Endgame the Avengers Endgame trailer because it came out Between uh, 6 and 630. So when I woke up at 630 that already aired and that was only 30 seconds But in this trailer You see Tony again with Nebula So again, and I know Everyone's coming back But you want to have a moment in which this could be Tony's end But then there's a shot of him in Nebula, which it was already in my head anyway, because she survived of the snap. And so did Tony. So obviously they were working together and maybe he is just, I don't know, one part of the ship and she's in, in another part of the ship. And this one shot shows that they're still on the ship, but just working together on something. Or it could be No. Whatever they did did not work and they are resigned to die in space. That could be it too. I just thought that could have been left out. Everything else kind of like the aftermath of what has happened. Like you see the Statue of Liberty now crowded with all these ships uh, around its dock which is a nice imagery of you know the events leading up to that or after the, the fall of Or the events of the snap kind of nice to look at the bigger picture because that's the other thing too is that well how does this affect the planet or what happened just have people's reactions to that situation I think is even more um, evocative rather than showing that the heroes that they face Thanos are in mourning because they failed so And it was not very long either. It was just a quick 30 second spot. And I've been looking on the internet saying that there's also supposedly like they did in the Captain America Civil War um, space for another hero that seems to have been digitally erased. So some are speculating that it could be Captain Marvel that's in that spot. Could be. Could be something else that we've never seen. Who knows? But, um, we have a couple of months still to go, but I'm glad that the trailer didn't go any further than 30 seconds, because again, you really want to kind of have an idea what's going on or what to expect, but don't know what is going to happen or to expect, so to speak. And, um, uh, that was pretty much it. I mean, even though there was a Captain Marvel trailer again, I didn't really... Yeah, think of it, of it much but let's move on to the actual commercials that I did like last year the the Bud Light Dilly Dilly was my favorite thing that I, I loved throughout the whole NFL season and even got a, um, a soda can cooler with the Dilly Dilly logo on it because uh, I don't drink beer but I still like you know It's very catchy, and it's very fun to kind of, whatever someone says that's happy or whatever, you go dilly-dilly, and of course, once that faded, I'm the only one that still goes dilly-dilly every once in a while, but they re-kind of captured that spirit in which they were going after other beer companies because of the corn syrup issue, which I'm like, wow, they're really digging at other companies, like, you know at least our product is natural, and so a lot of people do didn't like the corn syrup problem or the issue or the other companies getting a dig at, you know, it's all about making noise, so to speak, for your product. But I, I think the, the best crossover, which I was not expecting, was that it was a, a normal uh, Bud Light commercial which you were having at joust, and the... The blue knight uh, got knocked off his horse and the other knight that was coming along, and I did not, I could have sworn I did not hear this, but as he's standing over the blue knight, uh, he puts his hand on his, the helmet, but then the guy who says dilly dilly starts screaming, so again, I didn't hear any kind of noise, but he started screaming. And then all of a sudden, a dragon appears and starts burning the place down. So that was the Game of Thrones crossover, or at least a promo for Game of Thrones. Which, oh, like, that was brilliant. That's the kind of commercial that you want to see for a Super Bowl and you want to be talking about. So, again, I don't have a a need or like to drink beer, but I enjoy the hell out of that commercial because I was super entertained. And even though I'm behind on Game of Thrones, referencing the dragon and the fire and all that was fantastic. So, I I, I never saw that coming and was so pleasantly surprised by that. That was the best commercial for the whole Super Bowl. So, there were some kind of cute likes, like uh, Chance the Rapper doing a thing for Doritos and when she starts envisioning himself, like, with the Backstreet Boys. Um... But other than that, um, it was kind of like, well, that's it. That was pretty much it. Oh, except for the NFL 100th anniversary. Um, I wind up like, oh my god! I Franco Harris is in this, and Deion Sanders, and it's like I started to remember all these old football players that were in the commercial, and it turned out to be a lot more fun than I expected because it just seemed like you know. It was like a self-parody, but I'm like, I remember all these heroes that I used to watch growing up uh, when I lived in New York watching football with my dad. My stepfather, but he's my dad. Um, so it was nice to kind of go back to those moments and remember the things that they did. Um, so aside from that, the other thing too is just a notable uh, m- memorable mention is Marco Bublé. Uh, for bubbly. It's uh, carbonated water. That has flavor added to it. But they kept calling it. bubble, Not bubbly. And his name is bubbly. Not bubbly. So. The product. I've had once. And it's got awful. The commercial on the other hand. Is funny as hell. So it definitely is a good commercial. And it's surprising that. You know he's able to poke fun at himself. So. Definitely, <clears throat> I'll give him points on that. Other than that, I was done with the Super Bowl long time before that was even over, but I suffered through those three quarters of, like, of the show before something happened, and don't get me started with the Adam Levine halftime show and the lack of SpongeBob doing Sweet Victory. I was kinda of like hoping like they would do it and they were about to and then they cut it right before they do this. they throw in I've got the guy's name, the the other rapper who comes down and does his bit. And I'm like seriously, you could have saved some money, some time by having that performance done during a halftime. I would have had the best time hearing Sweet Victory rather than hearing Adam Levine. And not to knock his music, but that was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen for a halftime show. Very lackluster. Very disappointed overall with the whole Super Bowl. So, again, Patriots, congratulations, but for God's sakes, give someone else a chance. Let someone else have some fun, because this was not fun. So, on that note, that's going to be the end of my show. So remember, I'm going to be having a bonus 200 episode of my podcast, which is going to be video. And then I will have the 200th podcast of that coming up, hopefully on the Friday on the 22nd. And just keep an eye out and an ear for those two to be released. So you can follow me on the various social networks. I have a lot of cool pictures that you can watch or you can see on uh, my Instagram page, including the trailers for the the promo for my uh, video podcast trailer. So, the bonus stuff. So, a lot of good stuff coming up. So, again, you can always email me at monster sci-fi show at gmail.com follow me on the various social networks thank you for listening to me and to the monster sci-fi show podcast it's sci-fi from a certain point of view good night this has been a broadcast of the eso network